Welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. Uh, once again, I am your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined by my amazing co-host, starting off with Manny, a.k.a. Goop Master Flex. Say what's up to the people, bro. You know what's up. Stay gooping. We hooping. <laughs> all right. All right. Hooping and gooping. All right. Gooping and hooping, is it? Either way. Whoopty scoopty, whoopty whoop. <laughs> Next up, we got my guy Chris, aka May twenty fifth. How you doing, my guy? Uh, you know, same old, same old. We out here all doing right, the thing. Right. Well, we're on our eleventh episode this <clears throat> week. Um, you know, we're it's uh still in, in the new year. We don't really have too much news per se to talk about. Definitely a lot of little rumors here and there. But, you know, we still got our topics we want to get into for this week. Um, But, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of the Expansion Pack podcast without Chris's icebreakers. So take it away, man. All right, y'all. So today's question revolves around the fact that, uh, you know, live service games are becoming more and more popular. You know, I, I actually think it's a thing that's trending in the right direction for a lot of the games. But with that being said, we see it every year kind of like rising and rising, rising. What games do you kind of think or what genre of games do you think should implement this next? What do you think could best hmm. utilize wow. that structure to move forward? Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Well... <clears throat> my, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, um, personally, I feel like you know we get these games every year, um, and you know not get to a point where it's annoying to have to drop seventy dollars for potentially the same game. Really, um, is sports games nowadays because you know essentially it's just like another roster update. You know, it may tweak a couple things, but in reality, like what we've seen with the last couple of years, like 2K had like the same part for two years and pretty much pay for the same game with just like maybe different sliders for these builds that we have to create. Um, you know, like, like it's just getting to a point where it's just like, how come they can't just like release a service? They got the city going, you know, create these like little seasons for the city. And then, you know, maybe like a little battle pass type of thing, a hoop pass, call it. And like, you know, have these things, you know, these little challenges to get your guys pass overall up, get these new uh, limited clothes. And so they could keep that for next year because, you know, it's getting to a point in 2K. It's like, you know, you get the new game, you got to drop another $50 on VC, you got to drop another, you know, maybe another couple of dollars for clothes and stuff like that. When it's like, why can't the clothes just carry over to the next year and stuff like that? But I would say maybe sports games should take into consideration of the, the online uh, service type of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I think, I think we can all agree with that. I think uh, <clears throat> we definitely talked about it, you know, a couple of weeks past um, when we had our uh, episode about 2k and the city. Um, I would love to see games as a service model for 2K and and specifically Madden for me. Um, 
yeah, you know, a lot of people bill Madden as really just a roster update. And a lot of times it does feel that way. I think it would benefit the teams too to really just get a chance to, you know, push out one game, let's say maybe at the beginning of the generation or maybe every four or three years or whatever, there's a new base game. And then they just have those teams focus on iterating in those modes, whether it's franchise mode or ultimate team or whatever it is. And then just kind of keep pushing out new content as time goes on. I think that would be much better. And people would feel a lot better about it than, oh, I got to go buy Madden 21 now. Then I got to go buy Madden 22. And like, I think people are kind of tired of that model. So, yeah, I would love to see that for sure. Definitely agree. Yeah, man. It's funny you guys bring up the sports thing because, like, I also very much agree with the both of you guys, especially in terms of, like, 2K and stuff like that. Um, it would be awesome in a perfect world where, like, the city became, like, a like a hub kind of thing and you had multiple studios kind of, like, contributing to it mm-hmm. every year kind of thing. Like, if they took the model of COD and they had... In a perfect world, EA and 2K working side by side, and then every year they kind of contribute to the city and give their little updates, and uh, I think that would be perfect. But uh, aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, um, if I had to give my own option, for me, it probably would be something like a Pokemon game or something, because I just think that would be so different. Um I think about Genshin Impact, and I think about how they kind of do their daily login stuff. A lot of RPGs are good for that stuff, but I think, you know, again, Pokemon's really lacking behind in terms of what a modern RPG kind of should be. Mm. But, like, if, you know, egg, egg hatching, for example, was such a big thing in Pokemon. Like, you have people on Twitch literally doing six-hour streams just hatching egg after egg after egg with mad people in their chat so like it's a thing that people are into right and it's like how dope would it be if i could log on every day in a game like pokemon and they had cool things like um i don't know you can get like a uh, a rare chance at a really good egg at a really rare mon that you can't get in the wild by catching it you know that's cool or like i get to the end of the i don't know what you want to call it the poker pass mm. <laughs> i get to the end of that and now I get access to this whole new area with all these new mons that are really strong that I've never gotten a chance to get before. Like, there's so many different things that they can do with this game to make it better, besides the party chat. Um, that just, oh my God. Like, they just, I really wish they would take the bandage <clears throat> off us. Of but that might take up a whole nother podcast episode if I really get no, it. No, Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> As much as I I would also piggyback on everything that both of you said as far as um, sports games and Pokemon, my game, specific game um, that I would like to see turn into a games as a service model would be Halo. Uh, I think, I mean, it, it sounds like that the rumors, if the rumors are true, that might be what we're getting with Halo Infinite. But I would really, really love to see Halo go, you know, down the road of a... Uh, uh, you know, Call of Duty Warzone or an Apex Legends where, you know, you have the base game <clears throat> and there's obviously a season pass with different pieces of armor and different skins or whatever for, for your Spartan. Um, and, you know, that just basically lives on 
for forever and you just keep reiterating on the game and this essentially becomes the last halo right hence the moniker for halo infinite um and then hopefully they also push that to the the story as well where i don't know every six months or so we get some new part of uh, master chief's story uh to continue to build on so that you know we don't have to worry about a halo six or seven or eight or any of that type of stuff like i think that the games as a service model can really do wonders for storytelling um and not just multiplayer side of things so yeah i would i would love to see them get into same same can't wait Uh, for halo infinite (laughs) see and i think even in that game too like if they had a battle pass and they had constant new weapons coming into the game That'd be cool, man, because I'm not too deep on Halo like you guys are, definitely, but, like, I think that'd be a really cool thing because I I don't remember the weapon pool being, like, that vastly large kind of thing. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, It's, like... It's pretty standard. I don't know. It's like yeah, you know, like it, yeah. it can't be, but like you just end up using the same weapons in the end sometimes, right? But like, it would, sometimes. I'm saying like it would be cool though, like if they had a battle pass thing, like how they do in COD, where you know you're gonna get at least two new weapons, maybe a third hidden one mm-hmm. that you have to like unlock by doing some multiplayer challenges or whatever every single season, and then something like Halo, that's cool, man. That's yeah. that's mad cool. They would definitely have to completely change the the meta of the game so like the way halo is set up it's pretty much just brs and and, uh, assault rifle the the assault rifle is the iconic halo weapon right so to see anything other than that i don't know that's weird i like i couldn't think of it from a weapon standpoint like how they would add new weapons into the battle pass but i think that could be a thing that would change halo up enough to to, like you know kind of pull it into 2021 and have people be like oh like okay this is not exactly what we expected you know like Basically, take the arena shooter and turn it on its head. Like, if they can do yeah. that, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be great. I mean, Manny, did you play with us this this past week? We play, yeah, we, played, we played Big Team. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, mm-hmm. we got into a little bit of Big Team battle. I hadn't played Halo in in quite some time, and while I still feel like some of the controls need to get ratcheted up a little bit to you know to more modern times, because I can't like have my bumper jumper. So basically, for those of you who who play Halo, I'm sure you know what bumper jumper is. And basically, it's using the left bumper to jump so you never have to take your thumbs off the sticks. So in Halo 5, and I guess also in the Master Chief Collection, you can't have bumper jumper on but keep your sprint tied to your left stick. So like you have to hit A to sprint. And that just feels disgusting to me. I hate it. Why is that even a thing? Hate it. Oh, said it feels disgusting. It's it's twenty twenty. Oh, it's actually twenty twenty one. I feel like it should have button mapping features. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it should be built into the game. Although I suppose it's built into the Xbox, so I guess maybe I could like mess around oh, yeah, with that. I but then that's, that's annoying. That's you gotta, gotta be in the, the new one, though, dude. It's gotta be an infinite. There's no way they can put that in there. But here's the thing, right? Hey, it was, we were playing Halo Five. Halo 5, I mean, granted, it's been like a good five years or so, but like the concept of the sprint button being on your left stick, it's it's not new, right? Like that's a that's a 10-year-old idea. That was back in Call of Duty 4, maybe even before that. So for them to have come all the way out with Halo 5 and it not be there, like, ah, makes me, they, it need, they need to get it right with Infinite. That's all I'm going to say. I need to feel so fucking fluid when I play that game. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, like the fluidity I feel, I feel from when I play like Destiny or Call of Duty, like I need that in my Halo. Mm. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, hey man, that's why I, I play agree. claw. <laughs> oh my god, I can't do that claw shit. That's that shit is weird, yo. Ugh. What do you mean? It's not something you just bam, you go. Oh, wait. Man, you good. Yo, what was the name of that um or I don't even know which card it was, but the one that like had like the wall climbing and or wall scaling. Advanced wall. Yeah. No, um, he's talking about more of uh, Black Ops Three because Black Ops Three could wall run. You could, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't Halo feel similar to that in a sense if they really got some of this other multiplayer stuff more up to par? I don't think it would be like that. Mm-hmm. Halo nah. is more of like that traditional, just like yeah, just traditional arena game. No, like. Double like the they, they might have like that, be better, that though, little no? slight thing that uh, they had in Halo Five, but yeah. they, I don't think they'll like raw run, no jetpacks or anything like uh, that. Yeah. I think it would be interesting, but I don't. Yeah, I don't <clears> foresee <throat> that being like their avenue. Like I can see that because they already have jetpacks in, in Halo Five, but all it does is just kind of like thrust you forward a little bit, and you can freeze in the air when you aim in. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know if I could see them doing the the way that like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare or even Black Ops. Uh, you said three, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they would do that. I, shit, that that's not even something I was even thinking about until just now. That's that'd be really weird. I feel like yeah. if they had that level of mobility, we probably would have seen it off rip from that uh, Halo Infinite reveal previously. Yeah. Like I think they would have showed him running on the walls and all that stuff. But then again. It could be something they implement into the game now that, you know, they've gone back. They, well, they haven't really gone back to the drawing board. They've kind of just extended it out. So I don't know if those types of features would get added. I think it would be interesting. I think the community might be pissed, though, if they started. Adding yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like the I kind of like the classic slow pace of Halo. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of like used to like not sprinting when I play Halo ever since I play like the Master Chief collection. But yeah. sprinting, sprinting is nice, of course, though. Yeah, I think it dial it up just like a, a little bit, like dial yeah. the pace of the game just a little bit with sprinting and a little, a couple other things like that. I think it would benefit significantly. It doesn't have to be full on like crazy. It doesn't have to be Titanfall, right? Like Titanfall yeah. is like you're. Sometimes that game could be a bit dry. Love that game though, but sometimes it can be a bit jarring. I don't think Halo needs to become that, but it does need to kind of raise the bar a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. Um, what else we got here? Chris, I think you, you got the next section here. What's going on? Alrighty. Well, we recently have received a pretty beefy trailer. Not even really a trailer, but like a gameplay chunk for this very anticipated game that we're all very excited for, The Medium. Mm. It was uh, pushed back, as we all know. A lot of games were pushed back, but 2021, we're going to be trying to be positive. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we took a second to sit down and actually look at the gameplay. And uh, on first impression, I got to say my word that I keep coming back to when I uh, try to describe it is just different. It's just it's different. Different, but, like, it gives you reminiscence of games like Silent Hill and stuff like that. Because you kind of get the whole, you know, puzzle aspect. Actually, I think the game's probably going to lean pretty heavily on the puzzle aspect. But then, you know, they got the whole split screen thing going on, which is interesting because I've never seen that before. That's just, it's different. I don't know. But uh, my excitement is still very, very high. Uh, I like what I saw. 
it's weird though at first and i think it was my computer my computer might have been tripping but like started watching the trailer and i'm like what's going on with these graphics am i bugging like these things look weird and like maybe like two minutes into it i'm like oh. <laughs> the graphics get better in the trailer like or am i bugging <laughs> and then i'm watching the rest of the trailer and then i realize all right no no no. i think my computer was just lagging or something was weird or something like that but i don't really think the graphics were really like an issue or anything like that it just yeah i'm excited i can't wait to see more i want to know more about sadness sadness i don't know why was very interesting to me like that i i don't i don't know why it was so interesting but i i really just want to know more about that character and if it's more of a thing like is the sadness uh an inner representation of her sadness is it like some horror version of inside out that we're seeing like what what is going on because <laughs> inside out had the little emotions that were all personified and you know, sadness is sadness. It's in, sadness doesn't remember anything. I need no more. I just need no more. <laughs> I need to see more, and I can't wait to play. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I was super excited to see that trailer myself. I would actually recommend Chris maybe watching that on your TV because uh, it's it's in 4K. I don't know if your laptop has 4K or anything. But... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if I had the setting on my YouTube when I was watching it, but I should have been able to play it. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see that graphical hiccup, so I'm, I'm wondering if it is just your computer. But from what I saw, like I, I ended up watching on my TV, beautiful game. Like some, the, the lighting in the game is is pretty amazing. Like I don't think it's going for like the most you know graphically intense game <clears throat> of all time or anything. But I think the art design that they have going for it, um, the the tone that they're setting with it, you know, like we've, we've all talked about multiple times, like you definitely get like a, a <coughs> Silent Hill vibe from the game. And I think they do a great job of trying to keep the immersion in there. Um, some of the lighting aspects of the game, especially when you're in the, uh, I guess, I don't know what the, what the term would be. The, the upside down. Yeah, we'll call it the upside down because that's <laughs> basically what it looks like, right? Like when she's in the upside down. Um it, like the the tone is just so different you know and, and that's the cool thing about having that split screen too is like you you know you see the contrast and obviously they're using the split screen in really interesting ways where you know in the trailer specifically we saw that the main character needed to go up some a set of stairs she could see the stairs in the upside down but she you know in the real world the, the stairs were broken down so she had to find a different way around um and come to find out what she ended up doing was she went up a, uh, an elevator and kind of had to have an out-of-body experience in the upside down to then get the elevator working so that she can you know proceed through the level. And I feel like the the fact that they had those things going in so many different angles, like so many different ways, uh, it was kind of like mind-blowing to watch. And, you know, it kind of opens your mind up to what else they could do. I'm, I'm definitely really excited to see. So, yeah. Definitely. Give me that like classic horror game vibes. You know, it got the, the weird camera angles, walking around, these little puzzles you gotta do. Um and then like gotta find the pieces to the puzzles. Like for example, in the gameplay when she had the boat cutter just open the gate or whatever. It's like, you know, just stuff stuff like that where it's like I know it's gonna be like that kind of like that old classic Resident Evil where you gotta find stuff just to complete puzzles and like the definitely excited. Um dope features like the auto body experience where you have to complete puzzles like you said so you know it's like a different take to what a horror game can be and it's, you know like it just looks like that psychological thriller type of thing 
sir mm-hmm. yes sir so obviously sure. we're all we're all pretty excited about it but um you know i what one of the things we wanted to talk about a little bit? Do, you know, do you guys think the game looks next gen? Well, um, I, I I do like the way you know the direction is going. And, you know, nowadays it's like you can't really say with the graphics. The graphics look solid, in my opinion. Um, you know, nowadays with next gen capabilities that you're able to do with the new GPUs, CPUs, and all that kind of stuff is what I tend not to look for is not the graphics, but the stuff that's happening around because. You know, it's it's hard to like really make the graphics look really realistic nowadays. With since like it was pretty looking, it was looking pretty good last gen. So like, mm. wouldn't be too much of an upgrade. But what's going on around it and to keep like the immersion of the game to make you feel like you're in the world. Um, I do like the way that the medium did show. Um, the game is running with the little two screens. Like when you think about it, like two different worlds at the same time, which is crazy. Uh, people probably wouldn't. Don't really appreciate it as much sometimes, but like the fact that it is running those two worlds, like probably does t- take a toll, which is why it's like a true next gen game only. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as probably uh, running with the ray tracing settings as well with the shadows and the dynamics of that aspect as well. Yeah, Chris, what about you? What do you think? Next gen? Um, at first, when I first was looking at it, I, I was like, uh. I like the graphics, but like like Goop said, I didn't think they were anything that were like outstanding. But then, in its defense, I truly don't believe I've seen anything next gen yet that stood out graphically to me yet, except for like maybe the Bright Memory game uh, or Bright Memory Infinite, I think it's called mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that <clears throat> one. Uh, that one looked sharp, bro. Like sharp. Like everything in that trailer looked like they 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 carved it with like a scalpel, man. It looked sharp. And um, so in its defense, I think a lot of the other games are still going to be catching up. I like we said before in another pod. Um, to me, this is the year where they truly start to show what the, the consoles can do. But what I do think I did notice in the trailer, um, two things that looked kind of really cool was one, the thing when she kind of got the energy and she ran through the little cave and the the, uh, the bugs were everywhere, and they were getting I guess burned out by the energy. Mm-hmm. That looked kind of like really cool, and then there's another little subtle thing that they did um when they do the outer body experience thing, and she had to go do whatever she did. You can kind of like notice the the i guess it's a projection it starts to wither a little bit like mm-hmm. the longer yep. you're out of the body, yep, and like so that was kind of cool too, so there's these little tiny touches that they definitely added to it that are cool. But, you know, I also got to say, too, and this is just a thing in general, not just the medium. I think even though graphically maybe we may be at a cap and it's more of a frames thing more days, but the mannerisms and the facial movements in a lot of these video games is starting to get much better. Because I can even say that with Cyberpunk, even with all of its bugs, it's one of the best games I've seen to date that has the mouths moving right and the people moving in a really fluid, realistic kind of way to make you feel like you're in the world for a second, especially when you're in the uh, the first person view. You know what I mean? Like it's just, these games are starting to get that really good. Yeah. Really good. And, um, bro, wait till you get, wait till you get a series X and see that shit in, in 60 frames, bro. Yeah. It, it gets yeah. even better. I agree. With like you. even seeing cyberpunk and like, you know, PC, like when they showcase like uh, like Digital Foundry, when they showcase the PC and how it looked, like it just looks 
amazing. And, you know, obviously with the console users, we only got the current gen version, but, you know, just seeing the future of like what, you know, we can do with these hardware that we got nowadays with the new like RTX 30 series and like the new Series X um, and PlayStation 5 uh, cards that they use. Like, it's just, you know, this is going to happen. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get these bangers. <laughs> I agree. I, uh, for me, I would definitely say the game um, looks to be next gen, not necessarily from a graphical standpoint, because I do agree with a lot of what you guys said. Um, you know, I think there's only so much further you can go with the, the actual graphical fidelity. Um, I think the animations is one thing that needs needs to get upgraded like you mentioned chris you know like movement facial expressions things like that those will definitely get improved but for this game in particular from what i can tell it looks like they're really leveraging the ssd um you know for the ability to be able to run those two worlds simultaneously uh in real time um and then also the the ray tracing stuff, right? Like like I mentioned beforehand, the lighting kind of really lends itself to more of the immersion in the game. Uh, and those are the two hardware points that I can, I can point to and say that helps it look a lot more or you know create a more next gen experience. But also the the gameplay loop, you know, the the idea that you have two worlds running simultaneously. This character exists in both because she is a medium. Um, some of the gameplay elements that it can create, I think are things that we've never seen before. And by virtue would, you know, make it next gen. Um, you know, I, I think we talked about this before, but a scenario that I think I could see is, you know, uh, the, the, what's the, the character's name again? Is it Marianne? Was that? Yeah. Marianne, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, Marianne in the real world is presented with some threat where she's in, you know, she's in immediate danger and therefore she has to switch over to like her, projections projected self what's what's the term again um the out of body experience yeah so she she has to go and do an out of body experience and now her body is just standing there vulnerable and in the split screen on the top side you can see that there's some creature or something like barreling its way towards marianne and you and the upside down have to hurry up and create a fix whatever puzzle or do whatever thing it is that you have to do um so that you know your real world self doesn't die from this monster like it, i feel like it can create like a really high level of tension a really um insane like atmosphere in a game that i don't think we've ever seen before so i'm excited to see what bluebird team you know can do with all these different mechanics and how they can put it together like we got a 14 minute trailer definitely pretty meaty but I feel like they are only scratching the surface of what they have planned with that game. So I'm really excited to see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I am curious to see if there's any like, like melee combat or anything like that, that they more like involved in the game. It doesn't really seem like the game's focused too much on that kind of stuff, but I do want to see if they maybe use it for like quick action scenes or something like that. At some points, maybe mm-hmm. like they might do something like that more so than like, giving you a whole inventory of weapons and stuff to like slot on your character, like a resident evil per se. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely curious about the combat stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Cause it definitely doesn't look like there's any guns in there. Like, you know, like we talked about, um, yeah, I don't know. It could mainly just be about puzzles and, and the storytelling aspects. So, well, maybe it's more like an outlast. Cause outlast didn't really have like weapons and stuff like that either. Right. Like mm-hmm, it's more true. about, 
running around and staying alive and all that stuff. So maybe it's more. Very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. January 28th. Yeah, man. All right. So moving on to uh, the next one here. Manny, what do you got for yeah. us? Yeah. I guess you could say we went from the medium to the large because what we got here. <laughs> pause. <laughs> what do you guys got to do with the pause, man? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but we finally got some Nintendo news. You know, hey. look at that. We out here talking about Nintendo not doing anything. And they actually finally did something for the last, uh, the last week, I guess. We're starting off with... Uh, Buying next level games or acquiring it so that they can actually have some, you know, good first party games. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 4. <laughs> it's, it's not a question of good, it's a question of new. Oh, we need some new. Yeah, some new well, new. You know, we're hoping for a new IP to come from next level games because you know we tie for we tie with new uh the same games they put uh, out. Because uh, Luigi's Mansion is nice enough, but you know. <sighs> We want more, you know what I'm saying? We're tired of the same thing. But, you know, maybe they acquired this for the new hardware that they got with the the leaks of the new uh, uh, Project Alula. Oh, I, can't, I can't even say that right. With the potentially the Nintendo Switch Pro, where uh, we know uh, got leaked around this week. Um, Supposedly, it's using the same chip that is used for the Nintendo Switch Lite in the 2019 model, but mm-hmm. it's uh, pushed to higher clock speeds so that the firmware uh, could, you know, probably put out better performancing. Um, also, talking about a Realtek chip, which advertises itself to be a 4K UHD, um, probably uh, Potentially going to be used for the dock only because we're probably not going to have a 4K Nintendo Switch, you know, the handheld model version. Because, you know, that would be, I mean, it would be crazy if they didn't uh, support that, but they got the money for it. They do. They don't, they don't have the engineering for it, though. Yeah. I don't don't think that'll happen, but they they did say that the physical hardware itself with the Switch uh, will have an OLED screen, which would be a nice little upgrade. You know, hopefully it will actually happen. You know, it's just all rumors from what we know. But, you know, the with the whole new system itself, we'll have better cooling so that, you know, the it can actually help with this horsepower to uh, upgrade, the, I guess, this game's horsepowers mm-hmm. and resolution and stuff like that, which would be a good plus. We know, like, for example, games like Rocket League run at, like, 720 um, on, like, the handheld device itself. So if it could like output like 1080p with a better battery life to play on these uh, handheld devices will be good. We know also Nintendo has also asked game developers to uh, make their existing games into 4K ready uh, for potentially this new system hardware. Um, we know that um, there has been multiple like reports that Nintendo might have like a new hardware early 2021. Mm-hmm. So maybe this could be it. Um, people reportedly saying that maybe March 3rd might be the day they either announce sign or, I mean, who knows? It might be a surprise drop. But um, my guess is they're probably going to wait. We know COVID uh, hits, so they're going to give enough time for people to, to uh, be prepared. I think what they might do is like a Nintendo Direct, maybe around March 3rd, like that time of that fourth birthday for the Nintendo Switch console. And, uh, you know, hopefully announce some games with the new Switch hardware, right? Maybe... Maybe next level has something for us. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> or we might see a new Smash Fighter. 
Oh God, that's I, that's what we're gonna get. <laughs> I, I think the the news of a of a four K switch definitely a big deal. Definitely something that you know a lot of people are interested in, and everything that you know everything that that rumor or leak um, seems to talk about makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, 4K visuals on, you know, specifically Wild Dock, an OLED screen, which would make a lot of sense for a lot of Nintendo's games because it means brighter colors, more pop, um, better cooling, you know, for, if you're going to have a better CPU, a better GPU built into it. So all those things make a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, at, at a high level, I think they're pretty exciting, but we need the games, man. We need the new games. Nintendo, where are the games? Go be playing Animal Crossing in 4K. Where's Metroid? <laughs> Where's nah. Metroid? This X. Three things, y'all. Three things. Only three things would make me care about this thing. Three. First thing. First thing. It needs to be better than my phone. That 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 that's number one. <laughs> Actually, no, that's number two. Number one. Can I get some goddamn party chat? That's number one. That's that's number one. I had to, I had to fix myself. I said it too early. Number two <laughs> is it has to be better than my phone. Number three, we need at least three brand new IPs. Three. You know how crazy it is that like I remember um what was it? I think last year I want to say, Game Freak just for the first time released their second IP ever. Like, they've just been riding on Pokemon for, like, ever. And I think they came out with that town game for uh, the Switch. And I just thought about that. And I'm like, man, they really just been chilling. Like, like I don't... What? Like, the Pokemon... Not the Pokemon company, but Game Freak itself. Like, they're pretty big. Like, I was like, wow. I can't believe they only tried to tackle one IP this entire time. And it's something as... I don't want to say Pokemon is small because the marketing side of Pokemon is like gigantic, but like the actual games themselves, they're not anything that crazy, you know, and I love them, but they're not. Come on, we're not going to sit here and say that you got to take as much time and put as much effort into like building, say, a new map for fucking Call of Duty as building a Pokemon game. It's not the same, right? Mm. So it's, 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 it's. I don't know. I thought that was very strange, but very interesting at the same time. But it just kind of like just lets to the point. It's just like I, I cannot believe that these guys kind of like just chill like they do. And and another thing, another thing, one of those three IPs, for the love of God, please, Nintendo, give adults one game, just one game to say, OK, this game is actually it, it ain't really for the kids. It's just one, just one. I don't think that's going to hurt anybody. I don't think that's bad. I think a lot of their marketing clearly goes towards kids. You got Splatoon. You got ARMS. You have the Pokemon. And you even got the Pokemon Let's Go's. You got the Mario's. All these games are very bright, vibrant, and colorful. And they're, they're to me, they, 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 they cater to the younger audience. And they also cater to nostalgia, right? So it's like they need to... One game. One. That's just like, oh, shit. No, shit. You find out you'd be shooting some bullets on the Switch because I never feel like there's any games on the Switch that kind of make me feel like that, you know, dude? Like, yeah. uh, I think Metroid should be that game. Mm-hmm. It should Agreed. be. 
Like, even if it's just that one game, right? Like, I know that they made a, a rated M version of it on the Wii, right? The Metroid Other M, I think it was called. Um, Probably. <laughs> yeah, like, but why why can't we get something like that, bro? Just, like, re... Just one. Yeah, that's just it. One. Just one. Just one. Yeah. <clears throat> also, they but partner it's... with Platinum Games a lot. And Platinum Games, I mean, they make, like, they make Bayonetta. Bayonetta th- mm. 2 or 3 was exclusive to Nintendo systems, so, like, yeah, too. Forgot about that. Wow. But, but where didn't they like announce a third bayonetta? Like where that at too? Yeah, like? yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Again, in part, I think that's the one that's supposed to be exclusive. So in partnership with Nintendo, I actually think Platinum Games should just get acquired by them. Either either them or Microsoft need to acquire Platinum Games. Just like let them run wild because some of the game yeah. ideas they have are amazing. Bayonetta is highly underrated. That game is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, um, I remember that game too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nintendo, good old Nintendo. <laughs> get y'all shit together, y'all. God uh, damn. Jesus. Get hardware news before you get game news, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that, that's exactly how I feel. I don't want to hear about no video games with them unless they're talking about new games for some dope-ass hardware. But it starts with the hardware and then dope games, and then you can come sit at my table, Nintendo. Until then... Y'all stare y'all asses outside the store. I am flipping the sign around. Shop is closed, y'all. Shop <laughs> is closed. Well, hopefully with this, you know, news with the Nintendo Switch Pro, whenever they do their Nintendo Direct to showcase them console, hopefully there will be some new IPs or actually tell us a release date for that new Breath of the Wild 2 or maybe a Metroid release date, finally. So they got to can- start giving people more than, like, two games to feel like a super year. excited about yeah. on their thing you know what i mean yeah. like that's not good man yeah. they have a lot of third-party stuff and like yeah it's great like i feel like the nintendo directs they get a lot of praise uh because they like show off all these third-party games that are coming out whatever and yeah it's impressive that it's coming to the switch right like it's a smaller console you know getting a lot of like independent studios like to hop on your system definitely helps and validates it a bit. And it's nice to have it in a portable fashion. But when all those games are still coming out on Xbox, PlayStation, PC, like what, how are you actually incentivizing people to have your system? Right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, again, I look at the switch. We've talked about this before, but I look at the switch as a supplementary system, right? Most people have, have an Xbox or a PlayStation or both and have a switch, Right. There aren't too many people I know, you know, with the exception of like a handful of diehards or like kids <laughs> who have the Nintendo Switch as their primary like sole system. So <laughs> to really sit there and push out like, oh, we have this this third party like port of Doom that's like a freaking four year old game or whatever, uh, like. <sighs> I need even, more Nintendo. I need more. I was gonna say, even so, it's like these games can't even handle like some of these third party games. Like right. I remember right. we're talking about like the games like control has to be streamed into the Switch. And it's like I don't wanna have to stream a game to my Switch, especially if I'm like uh, it's a hands on console and if I want to take it to go, like right. they're not gonna be in it everywhere. Uh, so. Right. Do you think you know, actually oh, that's actually a good point though, man? You just brought that up. Do you think and I haven't seen this in any of the leaks so far, but do you think they would put like a 5g chip into a switch and like you know th- that would actually be huge right like then it would be it would need a big battery though then too on top of it no i mean 
think about well, the we're battery expecting your phone. Better, battery life yeah. with the, with the Switch Again, Pro, it needs so. to be better than my phone. So you're making sense. <laughs> you're making sense. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Go so now. so I mean, if 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 that's a thing that that we could get, that actually would be huge. See that that right there would be a game changer for the Switch because mm-hmm. now you're opening up the possibility for doing game streaming. Uh, you know, we talked about how how big Microsoft is on pushing Game Pass every you know every which way. Imagine if they partnered with with uh, micro, so Nintendo partnered with Microsoft on this and really pushed Game Pass on the Switch as like an app that you can get. And now you have a Switch Pro that's five G that can stream. You know, so you're using X Cloud on the Switch. That could be huge. That oh, would be dope. Question, question. Because now that y'all bring up five G. How hard would it be for them to after after they implement 5G, create something like called like a switch calls or something like that, where you're able to use the 5G network to actually make your your voice channels and shit to be able to do party? Like, is that hard for them to do after that, or or, or am I bugging? I don't think it's I don't think it's hard to do. I don't think it's hard to do. Just like I don't think doing a party chat right now is hard to do. It's just is this their focus or not? Also, because Nintendo is like has that app where it's like, you know, you're in a game and then it's like, okay, here's a code to use in the app on your phone to have a little party chat. But nobody uses the app, so like, yeah. all that all useless. they need to do to, to solve this problem, we talked about this before. Just put Discord on Switch. That's it. Mm-hmm. Put Discord on Switch. It alleviates the the issues of you having to do anything else. Just allow uh, the Discord company to let discord run in the background just be like hey we want you guys to be on switch i'm i would guarantee you if nintendo went to discord right now it was like hey we want to partner and put you guys on on the switch they'd be like yes sign me up yes mm-hmm. yes basically this, the switch isn't really that different from an android phone right um it's, it's probably just a modified version of of android so you would have to imagine that the discord app already exists on android just bring that on over to the switch like exactly so here's another question then too also like because I, I keep going back to the battery thing because it really kind of concerns me just based on like how the current battery life works on the current switch right now when i use mine if i don't charge it up it's like and i don't even have the brightness on max i have the brightness maybe halfway and i never usually use the volume i might be able to get four four and a half hours out of it before it dies on me mm-hmm. so like i'm just wondering like I, Shit, what would it have to be like a five thousand milliamp, a six thousand milliamp battery? Like, like, shit. You also have to think about it this way, though, right? Like, so yeah, the milliamp hour battery life, like that stuff matters. But the newer chipsets are much better on battery life, right? Like, you know, we're pivoting more into tech talk now. But like, uh, was it the Snapdragon eight sixty five? I think. It Wait, is? that's what it's getting. No, no, not necessarily. Oh, I'll, but, I was but, to say what? But, but I would imagine that it's something equivalent to that. Like they don't, they don't use Snapdragon; they use Nvidia chips. So let's say that we were the equivalent of like Nvidia's equivalent of like the Snapdragon. What is the latest one? Is it eight? Eight eight eight. Eight eight eight. Let's say that one, right? That one, from what they're talking about, is supposed to improve battery life by double, right? Yeah. So. You know, I think what what'll end up happening really is that you know the five G and all the extra things that they decide to push through these phones will probably make the battery life come out to just about the same place. But 
in the in the case of a Nintendo Switch, where it's solely focused on this one thing, doesn't have all these extra apps running in the background doing this, that, and the other, I think you can probably push a little bit better battery life out of that. If you can increase the battery life a little bit, because obviously, you know, like we said, the technology in the Nintendo Switch is very old. So if Nintendo actually pushes to make something that's a bit more bleeding edge, makes make sure that they get a, a more current chip from NVIDIA, actually pushes the boundaries of battery technology by, you know, actually trying to get newer um, lithium ion batteries and actually having something that's good as far as milliamps go. Like, I think you could really get a compelling product out of them, but it's just a matter of how far they want to push, right? Yeah. Is there any, like, renders? Like, or there's no, like, leaks of, like, images or anything like that, right? No leaks. I would really... Oh, another thing. Sorry. I hate to keep adding on to this, but I have to mention this, too, because it's important. Fix y'all Joy-Cons. I don't know. It's bad, dude. It's really bad. I don't know what it is, but they all get drift. I've gone through a lot of them already. And I know many, 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 many people have experienced the same exact thing. It's annoying. I don't know why y'all stuff break down within like five, six months every single time. Please, 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 please focus your engineering on making better Joy-Cons. So that way (laughs) we don't have to deal with that anymore. It's, It's just... It's one of the most frustrating things I think I can think of as like a gamer is just why the hell is my dude? <laughs> like, dude, it's, it's oh my god, bro, it's mad annoying. Yeah. Mad. So please fix that. Like, and I asked about the render thing because I was like, I wonder how thin they're gonna make the bezels on the middle mm. piece. I really want to see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll have to keep an eye out on. All what Nintendo decides to do. I really hope we do get something this year. Um, you know, was as always, we'll keep uh, open and wishing for Nintendo. <sighs> they always get a little bit of tough love from us, but you know, it's because we know we we know they can do better. So we'll much better, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. But um, for now, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with a, a fun little topic. All right, and we're back. So. Obviously, we just got through talking about a little bit of the Nintendo Switch rumors. Um, But we got a little bit of news this week in regards to Microsoft and Nintendo. Um, A pretty interesting article came out from uh, Bloomberg where they went ahead and talked to some of the original architects of the uh, Xbox from Microsoft. So uh, people like uh, Bob McRean, who's the head of business development. Seamus Blackley, who was one of the original uh, designers on the Xbox. And uh, we got a little bit of juicy information that in the early stages, Microsoft was looking to shore up, um, you know, IP and, and have games to release for, uh, for consumers. And so they tried to buy Nintendo of all companies. Actually, not just Nintendo, but Nintendo, um, EA, and Square Enix. Uh, mm. Crazy, crazy story. Really interesting. Uh, interesting article from bloomberg but before we even get any further into that what do you guys think about that Chris, you know you start off with? no go ahead goop goop you seem like you had go ahead, goop. Oh, he's ready <laughs> he's ready hey but you know i was gonna say maybe uh if xbox would have bought nintendo maybe nintendo would have had their xbox exactly. <laughs> the words right out of my mouth <laughs> Took them right out of my mouth. Better servers, because I know when I be playing, <sighs> smash that game be laggy. 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, the prospect of uh, <laughs> Nintendo with good online, man, yeah, that could have been that could have been something special. Oh, man, wow. <laughs> man, if Microsoft would have bought Nintendo, Metroid probably would be like a FPS shooter by now with like competitive ranking and all kinds of mess. Man, it would have been. <sighs> I'd say it's ambitious. It's very ballsy, especially for them to like had been. When what what was the time frame again they tried to do that when they first started? Yeah, probably about around 2000 when they were first trying to develop yeah. the original Xbox. That is ballsy. That is them. Because come on, you're trying to buy EA or what was the other company? I'm sorry. Uh, 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 Square. Enix. Square Enix. Those are big companies, huge fucking companies. I'm never gonna shit on that. But for them to try to buy Nintendo as a whole, like dog, <laughs> like that is ballsy. I mean, but, but at the same time, had, if it, I was gonna say we could have had a you know Forza DLC with Mario Kart. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I don't even know if those studios would have existed, you know, like, it's like crazy to think, but like the butterfly effect of things, right? Like, if they had Nintendo, would there be a turn tag? Would there be, like, there'd be Halo? And we might have been in a whole different universe. But to, to the point you made, Crystal, I don't know if it's that ballsy, right? Like, if Microsoft wanted to... I mean, it doesn't really seem like Microsoft's been in the business of hostile takeovers within the last, you know, 20 some odd years. But like, you have to remember, it's, it's still Microsoft we're talking about, right? Like, they have the money. They could, it's not that ballsy to say, like, hey, we'll give you a lot of cash if you give us Nintendo, right? Like, this is, well, like, this is pre Wii, right? This is like, they, they weren't like the, the, the height of true, Nintendo's success. True. Like, back then, they were successful from a mindshare standpoint, right? But they didn't have like money in the bank like Microsoft did and does. So it's not that like out of the realm of possibility that they could have purchased them, right? I think they, they didn't want to go down the hostile route. They wanted to, you know, have it be something that, that made sense for their business and had everybody kind of come along. Um, you know, and as the story goes, Nintendo kind of laughed them out of the room, but I don't know. It's interesting, right? Like it seems like what at least at the time what Steve Barber did or thought to do was to look at key opportunities, like big franchises. Cause if you think about it, right back in 2000, EA was huge, right? Like, I mean, they still are huge, right? But, yeah. but you know, they, they were definitely in a different place. They weren't as hated as they are now. They were, and still are, like I said, to a tight, uh, considered like a Titan of industry, as far as third party game uh, developers go. Square Enix, obviously, a titan of industry. Same thing, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. You know, like <clears throat> Final Fantasy was at its heights back then. So, you know, I think Microsoft was aiming very high for sure. But yeah. they had the money, you know, that <clears throat> it seems like they were fully ready to put all their weight behind buying those franchise, you know, buying those um studios to do whatever it is they wanted to do with gaming. So I guess the reason why I said ballsy is because like I kind of look at that move almost like It's 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 almost akin to me like when Disney really started coming up and buying all these other things and they got hands on a, uh, you know, Lucas Films and all that kind of good stuff and they almost really started snuffing them out. I just look at it from a standpoint of 
like it, I, I get that it wasn't the Wii and all that stuff here, and that definitely makes a difference because that got it like to a whole nother level of popularity. But my goodness, for them to sit here and say we're just gonna try to buy Nintendo straight out, Zelda, all the properties, whatever, like we want the whole thing. Like I just that's why I said it was ballsy because it was just like, man, you guys just came in the game like we'll, we'll try to buy that too. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that's crazy. I think it would have been that. that. It would have been met with a very similar, I would say maybe maybe not necessarily price tag, because I think it probably would have been a bit cheaper, but at least back in, in 2000. But, you know, you think about the Bethesda purchase, mm-hmm. like that shook the industry, right? Like, you, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we're still talking about it to this day because we haven't really seen the fruits of that labor yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that that would have been what it would have been like back then if Nintendo had snatched up, or sorry, Microsoft had snatched up Nintendo. Like, it would have been a megaton. It would have shook up the industry. I would, I mean, I, I have no idea how to gauge, like, how much its value would have been, but I would be thinking more closer to, like, maybe a billion dollars, something or somewhere around there. I don't know if yeah. Nintendo back then mm-hmm. would have went for $7.5 billion. But, you know, it still would have been a, a good chunk of change, and it seems like it's changed that Microsoft was really, really willing to spend. So, man. Yeah, man. That Imagine. would insane. Instead of Master Chief, they would have had Master Samus. Oh, <laughs> uh, imagine a world where like Chief and Samus were in the same game, though, or something like that. Like, Yo, they find the covenant together. Oh, look at that. Well, I'm more concerned with the idea of like, imagine the I, you know, like how they have a the Smash universe, but then imagine that universe with the Nintendo characters and the Microsoft game characters in one fighting game. So then you got. Master Chief 1v1 versus Samus. I know we just keep putting two people in suits against each other, but it's easy to do, guys. So, you know, (laughs) it makes sense. It makes sense. It's got to be understandable. But, (laughs) man, yeah, that's. I can't can't wrap my brain around how that would look, how the whole gaming industry would have been shaped after that. Oh, man. You know, the at least according to the article, <clears throat> and I'll actually just read it read it directly. Um, so this is uh, again, this is Bob McCrean. He said, "We actually had Nintendo in our building in January 2000 to work through the details of a joint venture where we gave them all the technical specs of the Xbox. The pitch was that their hardware stunk compared to the Sony PlayStation, and it did. Yeah. So the idea was, listen." <laughs> You're much better at the at the games portion with Mario and all that, so why not let us take care of the hardware? Uh, but of course, it didn't work out. Um, I... <laughs> like it's breaking my brain, bro. Like it's so true, though, right? Yeah. Nintendo's hardware. You know, when you compare it to a modern PC, when you compare it to PlayStation, when you compare it to Xbox. Compared to a phone. Compared to a phone. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely, they their technical specs have been lacking for quite some time, right? Akin mm-hmm. back to the GameCube. Um, you know, they've, they've been hurting that department. So the idea that Microsoft could have come in and we could have had the power of the Xbox, the original Xbox, which was a freaking juggernaut as far as graphical power at the time. And then having Mario on there, having Metroid on there, having Zelda on there. Imagine if we had, bro. Oh man, we had Zelda and Fable on the same console. 
<laughs> I like my brain like just is doing like that from just thinking about this. But <sighs> what, bro? If they had, if they had, if they had Zelda on Xbox, so Link will actually talk instead of making like. <laughs> He said Link would actually talk. Yo, I'm dead ass to put for once. Bro, Nintendo is like, you are allergic to voice acting. Like a matured Link. Like, How many of y'all are tired of seeing like text scroll across the bottom of the screen when you play a Nintendo game? Yo, how many of y'all tired of that? <laughs> <laughs> Right here. Real talk. Right here. Huh. All right. Well, I guess it leads me to my first question, you guys. So what uh what do you think would have been the biggest IP for Microsoft to get out of that? Um, you know, not not just Nintendo, but if they if they were to purchase EA or Square Enix, you know, or Nintendo, out of all three of those, what do you think would have been the biggest IP for Microsoft in particular? Um, Manny, I'll let you start off. You know. Imagine if Microsoft handled Anthem. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he said Anthem, yo. <laughs> yo, you're awesome. Nah, awesome. I mean, you know, like, EA has some, like, you know, like, Mass Effect. We're talking about Dragon Age. Like, imagine those as being straight up Xbox exclusives. <laughs> and, like, them holding, like, EA, like... They also control like EA Sports, like the sports games, like <laughs> strictly Xbox exclusive, like Madden and Madden. EA holds the rights for like a football simulation game, so PlayStation wouldn't have been able to got a football simulation, and like that that would have been huge in that kind of aspect. So I would say just like just those like games alone yeah. would be like a great um, grab for Microsoft itself. I don't know if anybody remembers, but on the original Xbox, Microsoft used to make sports games. Mm-hmm. And they were bangers, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I remember NFL Fever, bro. That game was on the come up until EA was like, well, if you're going to be making NFL Fever, Madden's going to be exclusive for the PlayStation. And it's like <laughs> money hungry hoes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so true. true talk but, thing, yo, but yeah. I think hearing things like that, you kind of understand that it kind of, I guess, it, it lets you understand Microsoft's mindset going into that um, venture of obviously they want to try to get the best that they can get. Um, but thinking about the fact that they tried to get EA, you know, probably thinking about getting sports games along those lines and then seeing them, you know, obviously they, didn't, they weren't able to get EA, but then seeing them publish like first party football games on the original xbox like clearly they 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 seemed like they had to they had a plan they had different bases that they wanted to cover with all this and i don't know man i i i think it's it's crazy to me to think that microsoft could have owned madden could have owned fifa could have owned mass effect dragon age yeah i mean (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, Chris, I'll let you go with your own pick before I get into my uh, biggest IP for my Jeez, ah, Louise. Um, I don't know who I think the biggest IP would be. Um, 
so hard to say because at the time, if they would have got it, it might have been maybe, maybe either EA or Square Enix. Because again, even you said it before. At the time, those two were they were juggernauts, still juggernauts. But like, there's 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 other companies that have caught up, right? So it's like, ah oh, man. But if just I'm to be thinking, clear, though, like, just just to be clear though, from any of those companies, which IP do you think is the biggest? Not which companies, which IP? Right, 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 companies? right, right. It would have to be the sports ones from EA, and I guess you could say, but even then. Mm. Oh, man, yeah, that's a hard one for me to answer. Because then there's also a part of me that wants to say, you know, maybe even something like, you know, a Pokemon or something could have been a big acquisition for them. Because that's still mm-hmm. big. And then I think about in terms of long term, long term wise, I think that probably would have been their best acquisition. Because it, to me, out of all the other stuff, it probably still has a little bit of legs to squeeze out in terms of how much further they can go with it. But, ah, man, that's a tough question. Imagine yeah. Pokemon on, like, what, what Microsoft handle in it? Dude, they would have forced it to be a real RPG by now. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I wasn't almost even positive. thinking about Pokemon. I think Pokemon. I think Pokemon might be an answer. I'm. I'm not gonna take that answer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go a different direction. But the idea of Microsoft owning Pokemon and doing the things that you know we talked about last week, right? Like, you know, Nintendo kind of sits back, right? Like they don't. They don't seem to take too much control over that over the Pokemon company and Game Freak and what they do with that stuff. But imagine Microsoft with the the i the rights to the games. And um, from my understanding, Nintendo doesn't really own the rights to the Pokemon company in regards to what they do with the cards, right. the card right. games, and the TV shows and all that jazz. But let I would have to imagine that if Microsoft's going to go all in. They would probably try to accumulate that as well, right? <laughs> so. I could easily see <clears throat> Microsoft doing what they did with Minecraft with Pokemon, right? Making it mm. ubiquitous and not keeping that as an exclusive because Pokemon was just, just, I feel like it's just too big for it to just be on Nintendo platforms. It's too big for it to just be on anyone. Right. Mm. So you give it to the people, you, you let it just <clears throat> kind of breathe and you, you know, hone it and make it a better RPG and, and literally, yeah, like I said, make it what Minecraft is. I think, that would be crazy. But, but yeah. my pick, I say my pick for the their biggest IP would have to be Final Fantasy. Solely for the 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 fact that you're not only just owning the games, right? Obviously you you own the the video ga- the video game rights, but then the movie rights, the TV rights, like some of those I don't know if you guys remember. I don't I don't remember what it was called, but they made a movie, like an animated movie. You're talking about uh, Advent Child or something like that? Yes, Advent Children, I think it was called. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Bro, that shit was fire. I remember it. I remember it. Fire. And everybody at school talking, bro. Yeah, that movie was so dope. Like, imagine Microsoft with the foresight to say, okay, this is an IP. This is, like, a thing that we can really latch onto and, like, push it even further. Obviously, you know, there's a lot to be said about the games, right? I know, you know, we all <laughs> we all seem to be a bit down or on the games. You know, they don't necessarily make a lot of sense anymore. And personally, I don't feel like they've aged that well. 
I would have to imagine yeah. that Microsoft would have taken some steps to make to remedy that a little bit. But part of me feels like they might have been more hands off. Um, I think the biggest boon for Microsoft with obtaining Square Enix and the Final Fantasy IP would just be that they would have a, a stronger presence in in uh, in Asia. And that's something that they're struggling with to this day. Like, mm. you know, they, they definitely don't sell very well in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that Phil Spencer has been on record as saying that he wants to change. Right? <laughs> He's trying to get more Japanese studios on board, trying to acquire some Japanese studios and get more games, you know, that tailored to that audience, like a uh, lost odyssey and, you know, mm. some of the things that they've done in the past. Um, But, you know, Square Enix, that's an immediate, like that's an immediate into that market. Final Fantasy is an immediate into that market. Right. And of course it's, it's so wide ranging that, you know, everybody at some point in their life has touched or played a Final Fantasy game. And there's a lot of love for that, uh, that franchise. So <coughs> I think that would probably be my pick for, uh, for their biggest IP. I would love to see what they would have done with it. That would have been so cool. So all right, I got a question for y'all then, though, because that really just brought up a really interesting thing in my head. In today's era, like in 2021, just turned 2021, brand new year, right? And like, obviously, Microsoft probably can't acquire Nintendo right now if they wanted to. They didn't be able to do it before. I don't know about EA, but there's a big part of me that feels like if they went out today and tried to get Square Enix, they might be able to pull it off. Do you guys still think that it has the same potential if they were to try again in like current time? Hmm. Right now? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Even I mean, with uh, Final Fantasy Online being a thing, because that's still pretty big for a lot of folks. That's uh, probably the one thing over the last few years that most people kind of don't say is trash. I just, I just don't see it happening because like as much as like you know, you say like the Final Fantasy is a big game. Like I think like Final Fantasy is more bigger on the PlayStation side, and then like it would be kind of like a loss to Square Enix, essentially. Even though they're being bought by Microsoft, like they would lose that, you know, that um, whatever, like the region, like Japan, like I can't, I don't even know, I can't think of the word, but like they would just like essentially be losing like a big market, I guess you could say, if they like were to like make sound like Final Fantasy like exclusive to Xbox because like i i think i think the argument that you're making would be more reason for microsoft to do that i mean i mean really it doesn't you're taking a big chance you know what i'm saying like you're taking a risk i mean first off i disagree with the statement about final fantasy being a, a playstation like focus thing i mean yeah like a lot of people had played final fantasy back on playstation um you know, uh, Final Fantasy VII is definitely synonymous with the PlayStation, and that's the one that people seem to love the most. But mm, I, even if that was true, and it was mainly a thing that that PlayStation players played, it would it would be more advantageous to Microsoft for them to like go get that audience, right? Like, it's not about Square Enix. Like, it doesn't like. Squ- Square Enix doesn't care about that side of things, right? They're getting their money from Microsoft, and that's really all that matters. Like they they don't have to be concerned about, oh, are we gonna like? That's that's the beauty of Microsoft purchasing a lot of these studios that you see them purchasing is it alleviates the pressure from developers to have to say, okay, like how are we going to market this game? How are we going to make money to be able to make our next game? How are we going to keep these developers um, employed, so on and so forth? Microsoft's such a big company that 
you know, and it, this won't happen, but they can continue to to take a loss on some of these studios that they've purchased and be just fine, right? Like they're they're building, they're buying these studios up really so that they have content for Game Pass. Game Pass is its own engine that they're just trying to continue to fuel and it's going to keep cranking out money and that money is going to keep feeding the content. So I don't think that that really matters as far as Square Enix is concerned. If anything, like I said, everything that you brought up is exactly why Square Enix should go with Microsoft and exactly why Microsoft should go with Square Enix. Like if you're Microsoft, I mean, right now you're in in second place. There's no other way to put it, right? Sony's killing it out there. People, you know, they think about Sony, they think about their exclusive games, so on and so forth. So if you know that PlayStation, a brand that, you know, has a lot of weight still, even though it's been diminished a bit over the years. Um, if you know that people think PlayStation when they think, uh, sorry, yeah, when they think Final Fantasy, they like associate it with PlayStation, it would make sense for you to go grab Final Fantasy. So that way it's only on your platform. And then the people who are on PlayStation would then go to Xbox. I guess you're right. <laughs> that, makes, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Literally, it's the same thing as like, it, it, it's it's kind of scummy in a sense, right? Because it literally is you taking something that you know consumers want and you hiding it in one corner and pretty much saying, if you want it, you have to come get it this way now. And a lot of them probably would be mad about having to make the Switch or having to get their hands on a, a Xbox just to play Final Fantasy. However, all I'll say to that... I hope y'all don't think that we like to have to try to get a PlayStation or whatever to play God of War and all this other stuff. So it's it, it evens itself out. Eh, whatever. Ain't no big thing. Yeah. I think it would have been crazy. Yeah. Been crazy. It definitely would have been wild. Um, okay. So, yeah, mo- moving on to the next thing, then. Out of all three of those companies, again, Nintendo, EA, and Square Enix, which company do you think would have been hurt the most by that acquisition? I'll say uh, Sony. I mean, if if Microsoft would acquire Nintendo, and like you know, we've been talking about it, of course. Like, if they would acquire Nintendo, like that Japan market, like would have just went straight to Microsoft, get the Xbox to play their Nintendo games or whatever, <laughs> and like, boom, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would have then like created more console sales for Xbox, and there you go, they're ahead of the race. Like, I feel like. Just having Nintendo itself, we've seen how successful the Switch was with the console sales and how much it skyrocketed and all that kind of stuff just because of the name of Nintendo. Like, everybody just loves Nintendo. And, like, I feel like... So, so real quick, I absolutely agree with you. Sony clearly would have been the one that's hurt the most by this. But the question is more specifically out of Nintendo, EA, and Square Enix. Which company would oh. have been hurt the most by this acquisition? Who would have hurt it the most? Oh, Okay, okay, okay. That changes the question. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'll let you dwell on it a little bit. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back. My to bad. You. I had the wrong idea. It's all good, Chris. What about you, man? What do you think? When you, uh, I have a. We have to define this for a second. So, like, mm-hmm. when you say hurt the most, you mean as in. Like the brand the, itself just like diminishing, or do you mean hurt the most in terms of like money? Do you stunted like, you, their growth? Okay, it probably would have been EA, maybe I guess, because like EA, 
If they would have got Nintendo, it would have been nothing but beneficial for Nintendo. So I can't say them. If they would have got Square Enix, I think it would have been beneficial for them too in a lot of ways. I, I gotta go with EA in terms of yeah, yeah. I think I would have to say EA. EA to me right now, out of all of those companies, they they don't hit the hardest. I think out of all of them anymore. Like EA still exists. Don't get it wrong. And like we said a million times, it's still a big company. But like, what's the biggest game on EA's platform besides the sports game right now? Right now, Apex. <laughs> never mind never mind i didn't even think but about to be Apex. clear God, to be clear damn. everything that you just said it sounds like would be the opposite right like so the question so again to clarify the question is which company out of the three would have been hurt the most by being acquired by microsoft right so based off of what you're saying if you don't think that ea is hit is hitting the hardest then wouldn't they benefit from being acquired I mean, yeah, but then technically you could say that about all three, so then it's kind of hard to... All right, so if we just look at it from a different standpoint, all three of these would would benefit from getting acquired from Microsoft. It's hard to say which one would stop growth. Because I could even see something like Microsoft buying all three of these ones, and then not all three of them existing in the way that they do. Like, you have um, certain IPs disappearing, so that way they can take ideas and put them into other ones. Mm -hmm, I could see mm -hmm. them doing a lot of that. Or like... Even with Square Enix specifically, that ass dude, I could see them using them strictly for mostly even graphical work. You know, like how they have like um with Destiny back in D2 when it first started and they still had the Activision thing or whatever, they still had this other third party company called Vicarious Visions or some shit like that. Yep. And they would hire them to come in and help them do like a lot of the rendering and stuff for different parts of the game. Okay. And I feel like Square Enix would be amazing at that kind of stuff as well because to me that's what really kind of held up the final fantasy games back then yeah they were fun to play but the graphics the graphics were always beautiful i have yet to see a square enix game that's not pretty you know what i mean so i like i feel like even in that sense they could have shifted some people this way it's 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 hard to say who would have like i don't think anybody would have failed I don't think they would have like had to fire the folks that they hired. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that would have happened mm. with I, any of them. So I'll say this. I don't think that any of these companies would have been like shuttered necessarily. I, so I'll, I'll give my answer and maybe, I don't know, maybe when I explain it, you might un understand where I'm coming from. You might change your opinion. I don't know. But I think the company that was hurt, the, would have been hurt the most <laughs> by being acquired by Microsoft is Nintendo. Solely because Again, we've talked about what Nintendo was at that time, and we talk about what Nintendo is now. If Nintendo was acquired by Microsoft, they would have never made the Wii, right? They would have never made the Switch, right? Like, the the Wii and the Switch is what puts them in this other... Like, obviously, again, we know that they are... They were a juggernaut as far as the games industry goes, but now... They're a juggernaut as far as the tech industry goes. And the tech industry is much bigger than the games industry, right? We can all agree on that. So when we're when we're sitting here talking about the fact that Nintendo's been printing money since the Wii, since the Switch, like we can we can all talk about our like what we think about Nintendo collectively from a game standpoint and all that jazz. But when we're talking really 
really about money and lining, lining the CEO's pockets and all that different type of stuff um, and expanding their brand name, you know, for, for a household standpoint. I think Nintendo is the biggest out of all three of these, right? If, if we look at what all three of these are doing right now, EA, I still think is a big company, but they're they're still considered like the most hated company in the gaming industry. Square Enix hasn't done anything of true relevance, in my opinion. The last big thing that they did was release that Avengers game, which flopped heavily. Um, so the out of out of these three companies, the only company that's thriving right now is Nintendo. Um, for, you yeah. know, for all their shortcomings. So I think they easily would have been the one that would have been hurt the most by this acquisition. And the flip side of that, I think the company that would have benefited the most from this acquisition would have been EA. Um, I think that they they have so many uh, IPs, so many different things that they can, uh, you know, offer Microsoft. Um, I think Microsoft would have been able to shape and mold that company in such a way that they would have continued to thrive. Not that they're not doing well right now, but you know, they're they're bolstered by a handful of franchises and. I don't think they would have went through the, these crazy rough patches of um, loot boxes and all these different, you know, all the controversies that you see, you saw going around with EA. Um, I think Microsoft would have been able to better handle all of those things and still allow EA to shine. Right. We still would have gotten, you know, in theory, we would have gotten our mass effects. You know, Manny joked about it, but we probably would have gotten an anthem that would have been a lot better because it would have went through Microsoft's Q&A and, you know, they would have. It would have seen that this game isn't necessarily as flushed out. And I don't want to give Microsoft too much credit because back then, I don't think that they're the same company that, that they are now. They weren't necessarily as consumer facing. They weren't as um, consumer friendly as they are now. But I still don't think that these companies like EA and Square Enix would have taken the nose dive that they've taken under Microsoft's helm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from with your answer. I, I think I still stand by my answer. Maybe I just didn't word it the right way, but like I kind of, yeah, no, it's it's hard for me to. All right, so I honestly don't even think Nintendo would have still been a thing if they would have gotten acquired by, uh, by by Microsoft. I honestly think it would have kind of dissolved into something where like everything Nintendo is would have been absorbed into the Microsoft umbrella. And we would have saw them take over a lot of their tech and stuff like they wanted to do. And maybe, hey, they take some of the handheld stuff that they do and they try to, like, make, you know, a Microsoft handheld that they take some of the ideas from what Nintendo was currently doing or something like that. But I can't see that they. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough question for me to answer in, in entirety. But I really think that Nintendo would have dissolved under Microsoft and they would have used a lot of their people to use different things. And they would have opened some other doors that maybe. They didn't touch yet. Mm. I oh. can I can see the idea of them phasing certain parts of their business into Microsoft, but I don't I don't know I don't I don't think they would get rid of Nintendo right like that brand itself held you know that meant something back then like and I, again I'm not it's very hard to make this equivalency because they're not on the same level but. Yeah. When you think about Nintendo, there's like this level of nostalgia in your heart, right? That's like that's like Disney, right? Like you you're not going to get rid of the name Disney. And then even if we want to mm-hmm. make the parallel, right? Disney went ahead and bought Star Wars, they went ahead and bought Marvel. Like they didn't it's under the Disney umbrella, 
but they still use the branding of Star Wars. They still use the branding of Marvel. Like they're they're its own thing. You don't think that my, that's the route that Microsoft would have taken? I think they could have, and I think it could have been successful if they would have taken that route. But there's a part of me that really also can easily see them still going the route that I said about too, just mm-hmm. because. Especially when I think of the handheld thing, I really think that Microsoft would have gotten their hands on that and they would have at least came out with something that would have tried to rival against like the PS Vita or whatever the old uh, PlayStation handhelds were back then or whatever. I think they would have tried something like, I I don't know. I feel like it would have been different. And, um, yeah, no, I'm 50, 50, man. I don't know. I feel what you're saying, but then I like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like they could have did it the other way too. Yeah. It's, 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 that's what makes this topic so interesting though. Right. Like there's so many, like the what ifs is crazy, right? Because the, the possibilities are virtually endless. Like it would have been, it would have been amazing to see one way or another. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of want to like jump into a parallel universe where like we know what what happens. <sighs> like what if Microsoft had them and they like decided to stop trying to make all these new names for their handhelds and the next thing that got released was called a Microsoft Nintendo. That would be like crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. Microsoft Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Nintendo? <laughs> the world may never know. Oh wow! Yeah, no, that's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, like, this is hard because, like, Microsoft, especially with the direction going now, like, they'll all definitely yeah. benefit. I mean, the only the only time I could see anybody having um having to get hurt was when Xbox had did their uh, entertainment route when they released the Xbox One. I mean, I see like that being like them hurting the company because you know when the PlayStation Four like outsold the Xbox like crazy. So like with the exclusive side of the games, that definitely would have hurt their revenue and mm-hmm. could have caused like them to have to like disband teams and this that and the third just to like save money. And we probably would have never gotten games like you know Apex nowadays, where um yeah, just like games like Apex and stuff like that. Even though Respawn was like one of the Xbox exclusives that they came out with the Xbox one. Yeah. Titanfall. Titanfall. Um, hmm. Okay. So oh, man, I just had another question, but I don't even think I should ask this. Cause this is, <laughs> I'm going to save this for another week. Yeah. Oh, man, come on. Week. It's going to make the pod go for like at least another half hour. I'm going to save right. it, bro. Okay. I'm going to save right. it. We'll table it. it. We'll table it for next time. All right. I'm well, going to write it down. I got one more question. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make this a uh, relatively quick one, but you know, something that I also, uh, you know, you viewers and listeners, you know, I, I definitely want you guys to comment and let me know what you guys think about this one. But uh, are there any dream acquisitions that you can think of today for any company? So um, so an example that I posed was earlier in the episode, we talked about Bloober Team. We talked about um, the medium and how we love that game and how it really gave us a lot of Silent Hill vibes. Um, so, you know, this isn't exactly the one I'm going with, but an example would be, you know, you'd want to see Konami pick up Bloober Team to make the next Silent Hill. Uh, you know, what kind of acquisitions in that vein would you guys want to see? So, Manny, I'll let you start off. You know, that's kind of tough because, like, um, what kind of acquisition? You know, I kind of wish, you know, and this... Like you know, cheesy answer, but that the sports industry, you know, what I'm saying they instead of working against each other, imagine them working together. You know, 2K working on like a football game. 
I would love to see a simulation of like a football game so that is see, not from. So you want to see EA buy Take Two? Is that what you're saying? No, take. No, nah, I want Take Two to buy EA. I need. <laughs> I would rather them be like they, on some COD shit, man. Take Two got money. You know what I'm saying? Switch take to studios every year. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Have, I like, you know, like that idea is actually a good idea. You know, two studios working on the sports games instead of one. And then, uh, like, I don't know, like, we we just, Madden hasn't hit. So, like, okay, so I feel like. You want to like, see 2K work on an, a Madden game. Or, as long like as Chris I said, kind of. Like, $50 on VC just to get my uh, my player <laughs> innate over. <laughs> my Madden. football player. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, okay, so Manny's going with either Take-Two buying EA or EA buying Take-Two. And it, either way, you want the two sports studios to work together. So I hear that. Chris? Um, For me, this is going to sound stupid, but I don't care. This is my answer. I want Microsoft to acquire Sega because... I want Microsoft to revive Power Stone and that's, bring it back for That's Capcom. Is it? Oh, I'm oh I'm so oh, oh no, you're right. You were yeah. so right. Damn. Never mind. I gotta <laughs> think of something different. Oh man, how did I mess that, how did I mess that up? Golly. There is that rumor that, that Microsoft was looking to buy Sega, though. But I don't know. I don't know if there's any nah, franchise out of that that I would, like, want to see. Like, I love Sonic. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I don't know if that makes sense for Microsoft to go buy Sonic. Like, yeah, I, I really just want to see Power Stone come back. I love that game. And I don't know why nobody bought it and tried to bring it back yet. I really want that to come back. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, All right. Well, I got that one, Stu. Let me see. What, what can I come up with here? Hmm. <laughs> it's crazy because <laughs> this is gonna tie to something I said the other uh, the other week. But um, who's the company that makes? Oh, oh man, I'm I'm gonna kick myself when I realize this. Um, who's the company that makes? Fall Guys. Oh, shit. What's in it? Mediatonic. I want Microsoft to buy Mediatonic and make me a Fusion Frenzy. Today. <laughs> I, need, today. I, need me, uh, I need me a new Fusion Frenzy. We've already talked about this, but yeah. Mediatonic, the guys who make <laughs> Fall Guys, they, they freaking killed it this year. But that mm-hmm. game, as we talked about before, you know, Battle Royale party game, essentially, you know, kind of changing the way we think about Battle Royale. I want them to make us a fusion. All right. Now that I uh, have thought for quite some time. Um, this is kind of a two-part answer. I kind of wish that Microsoft would go out and Somehow acquire um, the Telltale Games people. Mm. I don't even really know what happened there because I know there was some kind of controversy and they ended up like having to stop making the games or something. But I wish they would somehow get a hold of them 
and somehow get a hold of like Quantic Dream. Because I would love it if those games were in Game Pass, man. If I could get Heavy Rain in Game Pass, I would be. You know what I mean? That would be oh, that'd be so nice. I'd love to even play that on there. Um, uh, yeah, those are my two answers for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, guys, like I said, let us know what you think down in the comments. Um, as always, make sure to like and subscribe. We're gonna head out of here today. But of course, Manny, let the people know where they can find you. How will I stop? Of course. It's free, y'all. It's free. <laughs> we got twitch.tv slash G-O-O-P. No, right, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but twitch.tv slash GoMasterFlex. <laughs> and then uh, Instagram, GoMasterFlex underscore TTV. Twitter, GoMasterFlex. Hit me up. If you got any questions, you want to say something, let me know. We can argue all day. <laughs> all right. All right. Chris. Y'all already know, man. Same thing on everything. M A Y two five T H X X on everything. <laughs> all right now. All right, all right. And of course, I am Black Ice Eight. Literally everywhere. Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter. Steam, Oculus, doesn't matter. Come find me, Black Ice 8. Of course, the only other place uh, that's a little different is on Instagram. It's Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. Make sure to check us out. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Hiya.